become death, the destroyer of worlds. We all go a little mad sometimes. The Antichrist. You got me in a vendetta kind of mood. I think Bigfoot is blurry. That's the problem. It's not the photographer's fault. Bigfoot is blurry. And that's extra scary to me. Because there's a large, out-of-focus monster roaming the countryside. And welcome back to the Nightshades Echo, the podcast that's loosely based on witches, humping brooms, high as shit. I am your host, Ryan, and this is... Susan. And we've got a lot of things to talk about tonight, mainly fairies. 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 So we'll start the show off on a sad note. I know this happened about two weeks or so, but DMX died. If y'all didn't know that, RIP to our homie. We missed putting it in the show last week, and so I thought I'd show a little bit of respect and uh, mention DMX. If you're from the 90s, or the 2000s, or have you ever seen a movie made in the last 25 years, <laughs> you've heard of DMX, because he's in every soundtrack. Yeah, he plays a lot of... Um, Party Up is like in every single, or X Gonna Give It To You, is like in X every single movie you. promo ever shot in the last 25 years. Uh, I mean, he's a very notorious sounding voice, and <clears throat> like style. <laughs> Oof. He's always very angry, but he has a lot of things to be angry about. Or he did. Or he, yeah, he did. He's got like 14 kids. And then, you know, he had his issues with the law about every year or two. Yeah. And then he got kind of got clean, but then he possibly died of an overdose. That is what we heard. So I don't know if that's true or not, but if it is true and you, you've got problems doing drugs or having any addictions or anything like that, stop it. Give some help. I was going to put that plug in there, but uh, with the Michael Jordan McDonald's commercial. <laughs> that's our favorite one. I bet I didn't have any more room on my soundboard. But no, on a serious note, though, if you need help, get it. Give some help. So out of respect for DMX, we will play a little bit of DMX. Who turn out the lights is what niggas be saying. Now you don't want to fight, but y'all niggas be playing. Thinking it's all right, keep playing with that bro. And you gon' know tonight when you land in that hole. Dirt getting tossed in your grave. Now it's all over. Preacher said you was brave. Now it's all over. One of the many, plenty, I done gave it to. Ain't no saving you. So yeah, that was DMX, and that was the song Ain't No Sunshine. Uh, you're probably a true DMX fan if you know that song, because it's not played very often. And I don't think, I don't know if it was actually on one of his albums. It might have been an EP, so. I don't know. The amount of times I've, I don't know that I've really heard it on the radio. I guess it's when I used to use LimeWire <laughs> to torrent all my music um, and ruin my computers that was definitely on a lot of my cds was it? for sure and and what if you thought that sounded familiar and you're a wrestling fan it's probably because wwe pretty much ripped that song off and did aj styles's theme music the only thing that's different is that it goes yeah 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 and aj styles's theme song so not much they sound of almost a difference identical like that's <laughs> of all the ripoffs the wwe has done because they do a lot of them if you actually mm-hmm. look at it that one is probably the closest that they've done. What's the other one that we thought that's like, it's just like a step down. There's a bunch. I mean, I showed you probably the, the rock w- one, the rock. Oh. I've showed you a bunch of the WCW ones where they would do like completely 
backwards or they would do an octave down so they didn't sound exactly. DDP's was Smell Like uh, Teen Spirit by Nirvana. I think that's the and one. Jericho, Chris Jericho had um, Even Flow by Pearl Jam. And it was that like, one It was too. like exactly the same, but like one of the notes was changed so that it wasn't exactly the same. You, yeah, you hear it and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, it was like obviously that they changed one note. Yeah, they're notorious Teen for Spirit that. starts out almost like instead of down, down. It goes down, out, down, out. Like it just it changes it just enough to be like, man, that sounds like Nirvana. That's exactly what they were doing, babe. We would like to plug some of our stuff uh, here at the beginning of the show instead of the end of the show, like we normally do, so that you're aware of it. And <laughs> in case you all don't, so in case you don't listen to the part. end of the show, I mean, shit, you know. So we are on Facebook. We're on Patreon. We have cool things on Patreon. If you want limited edition trading cards of cryptids and weird things, hit me up on Patreon. You can start out, I think, as low as $3. There's a $3, $5, and a $10 tier. $10 is for the trading cards, and that's free shipping. You get a different trading card each month. Uh, we'll release the designs of that, and they are through LJA Cards. And You can find LJA Cards at ljacards.com or on eBay. They do incredible work with sports and non-sports trading cards. We also have a Threadless shop, and on Threadless, you can find all kinds of different weird shirts with art featuring art that I did. Some of this art's, you know, a couple of years old. I've won contests with some of this art as well. It is art. That's all I have to say if you've ever about wanted a shirt, spider. If you've ever wanted a shirt with a spider with the body of an ass, any shit in green, acid slime with blue razor sh- or racing stripes down his back, then it's for you. It's for Congratulations. you. Congratulations. And it's called the Lufferlang. It's called the Lufferlang. It's, it's a Native American mythology like creature. So there you have it. You can definitely get a spider ass on your shirt. Or actually, they what they do so many different uh, styles of shirt. You can get the dry fit style. You can get sweatshirt, hoodie. Hoodie, women's shirts, unisex, men's. Um, socks. Yeah, if you... If you liked something that you wear, you can pretty well get it on that style. And it's what's cool about it, it's done by local artists too, so it's not like mass produced. These are basically, they send them out to local artist shops. They do it. They get a cut. I get a cut. So. We all, it's it's a win-win situation for you. Small business. For them. Americana. Us. Yeah. So go, go check out our thread list. There's something for everybody. Uh, Facebook, Patreon, all that good stuff. And, of course, you can find us on any podcasting streaming uh, platform, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, I don't think there's a platform that we're not touching right now. You can always say, hey, Alexa, play the Nightshades Echo podcast. And it will pull us up. And there's, well, this is the fourth episode or the fifth episode? Fourth. Fourth episode. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can listen to all four right in a row. The last one was like almost two hours long. Holy it was crap, definitely right? two hours long. It was an interview with a witch. Um, it was, we were probably at close to what, three, three and a half hours by the time before we started editing. <laughs> I edited out over an hour worth of content out of that. Um, we didn't think you guys really wanted to hear about our, our kids. personal lives. <laughs> so I edited out our personal lives from that. Yep. That's what happens when you talk to your friends. It just shit gets out of hand. <laughs> so anyways, what's coming up this weekend, if you're listening to this within, you know, this week of the, what is it? The 26th. We have Walpurgis Night as well as Bialtena this weekend, which is Saturday, or it's Friday and Saturday. So if you don't know what either one of those are, Bialtena is a Celtic pagan uh, Wiccan uh, festival. It's a fire festival marking the beginning of summer. 
Fire is lit in a prominent location at sundown the night before, which is Walpurgisnacht. It's a German word. This is when the pagan day begins. So uh, they don't, the pagan, the original pagan day started at nightfall. So the night before, then you go through the day, and then the night marked the end of the day. So, so it's backwards where ours starts day to day. Theirs was night to night. So the beginning of the day was when nightfall happened. The interesting thing that we have to say about that holiday is, number one, the different ways that you can say this, uh, we don't know which one is technically correct because it has been said so many different ways. You have uh, Beltane. Beltane, and basically what I found online, I tried to find, so when I get into something, I like to know everything about it, right? Because I'm, I'm OCD about things like that. And so I wanted to find the original Celtic or Irish or Scottish word and how to pronounce it that way. And so I have seen everything from Beltane, which only people I found that said Beltane was American basic bitch witches. Well, and just, you know, um, um, Americans in <laughs> American, general. Americans because of Beltane. We're not pronouncing a damn thing correctly. And then I found Bealtina as well as Bealtina, as well as Boltina. So I am going with Bealtina. Which is what we've been saying, Bealtina. Bealtina. Mm-hmm. And it's spelled B-E-L-T-A-N-E. So it's spelled Beltane if you're American, but it's Bealtina. Yeah. Uh, I, I've noticed that a lot of like Irish, Celtic, um, Gaelic type words they are pronounced almost nothing like what And you we will get into think. that later with the show as well because there's some words that sound a certain way that are spelled completely different. Yep. And that has to do with the Gaelic languages. Mm-hmm. Now, um, the, the interesting thing is the name means fire of Bell. So, Bellinos being one of the names for the son of God. The sun god. Yeah. The sun god um, acts as the opposite of... For um, Sawin. Yeah, Sawin. Beltina, Beltina is the opposite of Sawin on the pagan wheel. So the wheel of the seasons. And so what this is, it's introducing summer, whereas Sawin is basically the end of summer, like the planting season, which is a very important thing to ancient cultures. Not even ancient cultures, just with cultures within the last couple of hundred years. The planting season made or break you. Your life depended on the planting season. Yeah, and you really had to like pay attention to nature and the weather because, I mean, they had their version of a calendar, but it's not like ours today. And, you know, we change our times to reflect, you know, planting season. Um, but daylight savings time. and whatnot. Right. Well, they didn't do anything like that. Um, and so they really had to pay attention and, you know, if you were off by even like a week, you know, planting, it could Completely or being up or, crop, plant, or yeah. doing it too early and have, you know, an early or like a late frost, you know, that would be a real problem for crops, um, especially when they needed it to survive not only for their family, but also to sell to other people's families. So, um, you know, following the wheel as we do now, um, super, super, super important to their culture for sure. And what's interesting about Biotina is that it's just as important as Sawin when it comes to uh, the mortal and the mystical realms. So the the veil, if you want to say, is the thinnest during these two times, which 
that kind of blew me away when I first found that out or when I first read that because you always hear about Halloween and, you know, being the spookiest night of, of the night and, like, you can talk to ghosts and whatnot and it's the easiest on Halloween. Well, guess what? It's just as easy with Biatina. The veil is just as thin there. So a lot of times there's a lot of soul working or or fairy encounters during this time. And we'll get into that as well a little bit later. Yes. Now, uh, all other fires were to be put out during this time. Um, and, and if there were any fires still going during Beltena uh, from the year before were considered bad luck. So this has to do with, like, the ending of stuff and bringing in the new. Exactly. It's a purification event as well. Um, the Aoshi or fairies, uh, can't start their own fires. So what they would do during this time period to be uh, to be able to obtain fire, they would go to a human, and they would disguise themselves as a human. So they would take on the form of a human being, so you wouldn't be able to tell who was a fairy and who was not. They would go to the person uh, attending uh, the fire festivals and ask for a, a piece of the fire to take home with them, which probably wouldn't have been uncommon. Like, hey, like I don't have a fire at home. You know, let me let me help me out. I need to bake some bread or whatever or cook. So if the person gave them a bit of the fire from the Beltena events or fire in general, then the fairies would have control over that person for the next year. And that's actually, I, we were talking about this before the show, and that honestly um, is real shitty if you think about it because, you know, I asked him, I said, well, how would you even know if they weren't human? They could disguise themselves as a family member or somebody you know. Which is even extra shitty. So you would be like, oh yeah, mom, you can have some of this fire. We'll take it home, you know, if you need it at home. Here you go. Well, oh. guess what? That fairy just fucked you. Yep. Uh, we talk about the seven years of bad luck. It's about, it's about it. And so it's looked upon as being bad luck if you give away some of the fire during that night. Uh, so red and white are symbolic for the male and female during this time period uh, for the festival. It's basically, this is the festival of fertility and abundancy. When you think of pagans, you think of outside, naked, running around, and a bunch of sex. Yep. This is that time period. This is when they would do that. Yep. And you would have the maypole also would play a part in that, as the maypole is symbolic for some as a giant dick. Okay? <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's symbolic. It's symbol, it's symbol is basically of, of male fertility. Because this time period, you know, animals are getting pregnant. It's the spring Crops are starting to grow, or they're about to grow. So it's abundancy and fertility, which played a major part, like we were saying in the in, in the ancient cultures. Fertility was a huge thing. Absolutely, and you know, you made we, sacrifices for fertility. Yeah, because I mean, we 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 think that uh, infertility is like pretty common here in America now. Um, I'm pretty sure it was fairly common in the olden days too. Um, that's why people prayed to the gods, and they they did all these ceremonies and did the sacrifices. Well, here's the thing, too, though. You would pray for a, a abundancy and fertility because you could have a family of, say, 10 kids, and half of them not make it the next year. Oh, which is absolutely crazy, you know. But that's how it was back then. You know, you had famine, you had hunger, you had war, and you had, you know, diseases, diseases and- that we have... Uh, thankfully eradicated for the most part. So, um, you know, it makes a difference. Now, I wanted to touch on the fertility part. I find it interesting about the fire, and I don't necessarily think of, um, you know, 
fertility with fire. However, fire reminds me of the sacral chakra, uh, orange, which is the color for the sacral chakra. Uh, so that it's interesting how that all kind of comes to play. I didn't even think about that at first. The fire played a part of the purification. Okay, well. Yeah, and the red was the male fertility, so the red fire, purification, abundancy, fertility. I want to also mention about the maypole. If you don't know what the maypole is, you've probably seen it. It's a giant wooden, it looks like a telephone pole, um, just like a wooden dowel that's gigantic, or it could be, you know, tall or short or whatever. It be 30, 40 feet tall, it doesn't matter. They have these colorful ribbons off the top of them, and so people would take a ribbon and then dance in between uh, each other, and basically what they would do is eventually... By dancing, they would cover the entire pole with this ribbon. And so it was just a, a male fertility spring summer festival uh, event dance. Dance <laughs> and dance. So another thing on Walpurgis Nacht, uh, the young people would often be paired with, uh, with the person they would be married to. So a lot of times they'd never even met these people before. And then on this night, they'd be like, oh, we're getting married. We're getting married. They would also go and uh, spend the night in the woods. I'm guessing this was like an act of because of the new beginnings and stuff and the abundance. So they would they would, would they would screw all night basically, and that's this is where where the a lot of the sexual stuff with the pagans come from. I'm assuming these people would wind up hella pregnant, and that's why the <laughs> fertility, yeah. You know, if you're out in the woods having so, a good time. What they would do on Bialtena as well, they would have these huge feasts that were held, these community feasts, right? And a lot of times they would they would do things from the ground, so like cereals and breads and wheat and grains and things like that to basically uh, honor the earth and what was coming forward. So a lot of that would probably be left over from the year before. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the fire, they would also put uh, ashes uh, in these fields that they were hoping to grow, and they would mix that with sheep's blood and milk, that and they would sounds... spread that on the crops as almost like fertilizer. I mean, ash Ooh. is an alkaline, but milk and sheep's blood—that's like really specific, symb- <laughs> symbolic for the blood and the, like the mother's milk. It was a cleansing period. It's almost like you could compare it to smudging. People would also jump over the fire as an act of cleansing, and then farmers would lead their cattle through the ashes after it's burned out and after it's you know stopped being hot, and this would give the cattle good luck. If the cattle had went through this ashes. Superstitions. Yeah. I mean, how many things do we know of where people just do some really off the wall stuff because, you know, they did it once and it worked. And so therefore, it must work again. This next thing's going to blow your mind. You would decorate your house with yellow Mayflowers. Where have we heard that word at? The Mayflower. The ship? Yes, the the ship. And what did the ship help do? Bring new beginnings. True enough. The Mayflower ship was named after a pagan ritual. I didn't know that. Boom. Honestly, I did not know that. You know, I like history, but history is not my forte. And so, I mean, at least I put two and two together before you said that. Yep. And so, uh, something from popular culture that mentions, uh, you know, Beltena or Walpurgisnacht. Uh, from the song Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin, uh, there's a line in it that says, in quotes, if there's a bustle in your hedgerow, don't be alarmed now. It's just a spring clean for the May Queen. The May Queen is the the leader of this uh, this festival. She would go in, and basically she is the one who announces that spring has now stopped, and winter is over, and now summer will begin. Very ceremonial. 
um, a time period and a very ceremonial woman. I don't know how they would pick who. I was going to ask. I was like, I, would it be considered like a huge, big thing? An to honor, be, maybe. Right. I was like, do do people get picked and people are like, oh, my God. Maybe like a, a prominent member of a coven or something. I don't know. Uh, who would who would do that or who would be picked? Um, also, the movie The Wicker Man, I've mentioned that also on the show before. That is set down during Beltonia. So uh, you'll you'll see the Wicker Man fire uh, and everybody dressed up in the costumes and the colorful. Oh, and they are naked and shit and right Yeah, around. yeah. And actually, there's one part of the original movie from the late 60s or early 70s that has Christopher Lee in it where uh, there's naked dancing as well as when the guy looks out his window, he sees a maypole. And the uh, young girls are the teenagers. They're dancing around it and they're naked. So uh, we would like to end this little segment here with a little bit of music uh, that is called Walpurgisnacht. And it's by the band Fawn. And this is uh, basically music for Bellatonia. Lasst uns mit den Funken übers Feuer springen, in der Walpurgisnacht. Hey, oh, hört die Geigen, hört die Geigen, hey, oh, Feuer sind ein Fach, hey, oh. Florida woman sees a dinosaur in her backyard. Fox 35 reports that a woman in Palm Coast, Florida, reported seeing a dinosaur on her security camera. The incident took place around 3.40 in the morning, and it can be seen in the video that she posted online. The video shows an animal running through her backyard. However, it's hard to tell exactly what it is. First glance, it does look like a velociraptor of some sorts of small dinosaur. And you know what? We um, showed this to our seven-year-old daughter. When we asked her what it was, she immediately said, well, no, that's a dinosaur. I did not tell her anything about the video. I did not tell her what it was. And she goes, that's a velociraptor. Yeah, very, you know, and she that's what she said. And that was, that's what kind of spooked us a little bit because we just kind of showed her the video. I not, watched the video, man, and it's it looks like a motherfucking dinosaur. I, the first time I looked at it, I had to do a double take, and I said, excuse me, what is that? Somebody said it looked like a dog with a cone on its head. It does not. It does not. It looks does nothing not. like that. I mean, I'm sorry. I know what a dog with a damn coat on his head looked like. <laughs> you know, if it's not a dinosaur, I do have an idea of what it might be. Because you see, I'm a dinosaur. I should have died out a long time before. It was just drunk Hank Williams Jr. all along, stumbling through her backyard. Makes sense. I heard, I mean, I'm sure she heard the music too, you know. Yeah, you hear him stumbling down there, you know, family traditions was probably sung while in her front yard while he was <laughs> hanging to the backyard. Yep. Next on our news, man has was struck seven times by lightning in his life. Uh, the IFL science reports that Roy Sullivan, who lived from 1912 to 1983, was struck seven times by lightning, holding the world record for surviving lightning strikes, which, I mean... One time, <laughs> you're usually dead. Yeah, so, I mean... Um, this motherfucker <laughs> was struck seven times. 
I don't think he really wanted to hold the world record for uh, surviving lightning strikes. Um, 1942, he was struck escaping a lookout tower that was on fire. He, from what the story I read, he apparently was a park ranger or worked at a conservation area or something because several of these lightning strikes happened there. In 1969, he was struck uh, driving his truck. The bolt entered his side window, which was cracked, went across him in the, the fucking seat and entered the other side of his door, and it caused him to black out, and he fucking crashed into a ditch. In 1970, he was struck while gardening in his yard. Randomly. They said it was completely random. There was no storms or anything. I guess the lightning just really liked him. Got him. 1972, he was struck while at a guardhouse in the Shenandoah National Park. Uh, it apparently had begun to uh, rain, and so he was going inside, and it got him while well, he was going inside. You know, just walking inside, Bam. Uh, now, in 19... Damn, this is only a year later. Yeah. 1973, he was struck while outrunning a storm in his car. He got out and got hit again. I would have... I mean, he wasn't safe in his fucking truck, neither, as we yeah, have so already he's like, I'm just going to get out, and then bam, he got hit again. In 1976, he was struck again randomly. There was no other detail about that. 1977, he was struck while fishing. Yeah, he was in his boat and got hit while <laughs> in his boat. He lived through every one of these strikes and eventually died from unrelated natural causes. I said there is no way that after being struck by lightning seven times that he didn't die from complications from that. I mean, I just can't believe that. Apparently one of the strikes uh, hit him and it went down his leg. So, you know, like the electricity will follow your body's natural electricity and it blew out his shoe and caused burns on his leg. Did it like leave burns you know i was or I was, was it like the you know like black yeah a lot of times they leave that cool lightning pattern scars all over you yeah it's seven times i'm assuming he looked like deadpool <laughs> i'm sorry i'm not laughing but and you I, said deadpool yeah so i was able to find a little bit of audio uh from one of the lightning strikes Yeah, so that did not sound like a good time. It it probably wasn't a good time, you know. If you, I don't, I don't think most, like you said, probably don't survive one lightning strike. So to survive fucking seven, I've been on Best Score when it was open, and I've watched people get hit by lightning and die. Yeah, I mean, how many times have we seen people literally touch like electrical poles and, and just fried. die? They just you catch know? on fire and fry. Yeah, best score, we miss you, RIP. It was a very morbid place, but it's like a car crash. You just can't stop watching or looking. No Watch, Watching people get torp and mixers. and <laughs> We've seen some crazy I've stuff. This, this is why when people say I sound nonchalant about shit, it's because I literally, we have no shock. Like, there's no I shock grew up factor on 4chan. for us. Yeah, so it's like, you know, if we're shocked... Well, good it's job. Gotta be something good. Like here, Susan, look at this guy getting his head ran over by a truck at two o'clock in the morning. Isn't and that I'm crazy. Like, Watch his brain out. And, you know? and I'm like half asleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the LAD Bible reports that Amanda Liberty, who was once in a relationship with the drum kit and the Statue of Liberty, is now set to marry a chandelier. She has named the chandelier Lumiere. Lumiere. It's, it's Lumiere. She says it in Lumiere. I don't care. Amanda and Lumiere are lesbians, apparently, because she does refer to the chandelier as a she and a her. The video report shows the woman kissing and sucking on the chandelier's brass parts and trying to explain her relationship as a normal, regular thing. 
She plans to exchange rings with the chandelier somehow in a commitment ceremony. However, the thing I thought was crazy is nobody's asking how the drum kit and the Statue of Liberty feel about this, as well as there's no word on what Lumiere thinks about this commitment ceremony. I just want to point out uh, how rude, firstly, that she didn't consult with them. Yeah. Like, what the hell happened with that? And nobody's heard from Lumiere. Like, is she okay with this wedding? That's what I want What does she think? And, you know, I'll actually let Amanda tell you about this, as we do have, this is completely real audio uh, that you can find online. Hello, my name is Amanda Liberty. I'm in love with chandeliers, and I'm making a commitment to my favorite one, Lumiere. Love you. I first fell in love with chandeliers three years ago. When I walked into an antique shop and saw Luna over there looking at me, and I just had to have her. And from then, my love for them has blossomed into something totally amazing and something I never realised or imagined could ever happen to me. I'm so sorry. I laughed so hard. I feel like I blew out my throat. She goes, where she's like sucking. This is where she's literally sucking on this brass part of the chandelier. And she goes, hmm. Like the fucking Mario sound when he bounces off the fucking boxes. Ring, ring. I've never heard anybody do that while they kiss something. Like that's bitch. That's why you get you fucking marrying chandeliers. Nobody wants you go. Ring. When you kiss them, (laughs) fuck. I've got one question for Mrs. Amanda. But why? Why would you do that? Why would you do any of that? Exactly, John. We love John Tron. John Tron. Shot ash. You haven't made a video in fucking eight months, dude. Make some more. Please. Anyways, but why? Why would you do any of that? I don't know, but I literally, I can't stop. My throat literally, I blew it out, you guys. I laughed so hard just now. And the thing is, is that like, I've heard that, he's played that clip a few times already. So, you know, um, I had my poker face on. And then when, (laughs) I just couldn't contain it. She busted out laughing. I I laughed so hard every time I listened to that lightning clip because I made the lightning clip. But every time that she did that, I did this. I'm like, I'm. It's funny as hell. But then she just completely busted out. She was stone faced with a lightning thing, and here I'm over here muting my mic because I'm laughing so hard. Um. Yeah. I. I had made no. I didn't even laugh the last several times. But I don't know. Why, I don't know if it's just a. I heard that in real time. and watched you laughing. I don't know why, but I heard it and I just I mm-hmm. cracked the hell. That's what kills me. I don't. She sounds like a nice person. She looks like a nice person, but she also kind of looks like a woman who would be married to a chandelier. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I don't, I, I just don't understand it. You know, I, I've seen where, uh, like, TLC will have those, like, My Strange, ab- ab- you know, I was going to say abductions, but that's not the right word, addictions, or My Strange Relationships, where one guy oh. was, like, in love with his uh, car. I we, remember that one where he was, We like, need to make this car. happen. They, uh, it's not a thing, but it needs to be a, a thing now. Now that you've said it, My Strange Relationship, it, the, People would watch it. They, there was one. I was. Remember, I remember I have watching never it on seen. I've never heard of it. One guy was in love with his car. It was like an inanimate object. Like he was like, like fucking French kiss in the front of his car. It was oh, so weird. Oh, what he was about like the, on the one ground, with the roller like, coaster? The woman with the roller, the roller coaster, coaster was probably. There on was there. one from from Cape Girardeau uh, that was on the show, and she was addicted to eating deodorant. 
Yeah, but that's not my strange relationships, though. But I'm just saying, it's the same shit. She was on there. Who was? There was one person who liked to huff like Lysol and like Febreze. One girl like pulled her hair out and ate the follicles. But that's a real thing. That's um, that's like a real. Let's say an anxiety. Well, this is a real thing. This woman. I'm uh, just saying that was marrying a chandelier. The pulling your hair out and stuff is like a, an anxiety but disorder. But then she ate it. It's a it's an anxiety disorder. Well, I've got really bad anxiety. I never eat my hair. Okay, well, <laughs> okay, not everyone handles it the same way. We'll be right back with our main story tonight. We're talking about fairies, y'all. Fairies. Fairies. And welcome back. The tonight's story, or main story, is about fairies. What do you know about fairies, Susan? Um, I'm actually pretty uneducated. I mostly the term the fae. Um, I know that you are not supposed to accept gifts from them, and you don't really want to mess with them all too much because if you mess up, then they'll fuck with you. I know that. Somewhat. That's kind of disputed. And it might be a thing that was created by the church to make you not like fairies. Okay, well definitely educate me then. So the word fairies describes a huge umbrella of pretty much anything mystical or magical. Like any creature. It's uh, The French word for it uh, is an individual creature from the land of the fae, is what it means. The creature from the land of the fae. And that's okay. spelled F-A-E. And it's important that we know the different spellings of this. Originally, it was spelled fairy, F-A-E-R-I-E, which is French. There's fairies, fair folk, fae folk, fae with a F-A-E, F-E-Y, fairies with a F-A-I-R, and fairies with that F-A-E-R. Mm-hmm. All these are different, but the same thing as well. Okay, so they just got different names for the same thing. Right, but also they mean different things in the same time. Because some of these words are French, some of them are German. They are the same and different. The fairy word was a catch-all meaning magical in the 16th, 17th century. So anything magical was a fairy, no matter what it was. Fairy, however, is specifically meant to describe creatures from Scotland, Ireland, the Celtic and Gaelic creatures. So when you say fairy, F-A-I-R-I-E-S, that means just creatures from just the Gaelic and cultic cultures. Ireland, Scotland... Wales, England, Fae and Fair Folk are more human, demi human, or demi gods. So you'll see creatures that look half human or they look human in nature. That's because they're the Fae, F A E, or the Fair Folk. It reminds me of True Blood. She is um, half Fae. She looks more human, but when you turn around or if you piss them off, then they show, they basically drop their act. And they show, like, their actual creature self. Mm-hmm. So is that kind of like what you mean, like, when you're talking about them being half? We'll get to that in just a second. Okay. Fairies are more elemental and spiritual 
But when bred with human, they turn into the fey or fair folk, meaning they have magic in their blood. This reminds me of the elves in Lord of the Rings, how Eowyn is half. She, or not Eowyn, uh, Aragorn is half. He has elf blood in his lineage, and that's why he was uh, drawn to Eowyn, the elf girl. Okay, yes. And so that's why the father allowed it, because he did have magical blood in him. And that's why he was he was human. However, he was like 400 or 500 years old in the story. Instead oh, was of, he really? Yeah, he was like like four or 500 years old in that story. So he probably won't live nearly as long as, as long, them. But he does have magic yeah. Well, yeah, well, shit, if you live to be 400, 500 years old, fuck it. <laughs> and the average person was probably living to 25, 35 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The old mythologies, everyone had magic in their blood, even humans. And depending on their bloodlines, they were descendants of certain gods. I've not heard that. Yes. And so if you have family from that Celtic area, originally you had magic in your blood. That would be me, not magic. Well, it's same here. Wait, yeah, I'm, you're magic as well. Well, I'm Welsh, Irish. I'm I'm not Irish. I'm Scottish. You're Irish. I'm not. I'm Irish. There, I don't think there's someone tried. Well. Someone tried to argue with me about the difference between Mick and McDonald. I'm like, well, I'm telling you what the difference is. I'm not Scottish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like with me, we we both done our ancestry DNA, or she did uh, 23andMe or whatever, and I did ancestry. Which I'd be willing to do the ancestry.com one just to see. The difference. So I'm I, I am all from this area. I am Scottish. I am uh, English, or well, it says Northwestern English, which is a little bit different than just straight up Britain. Then you have Welsh, and then what else was it? Norway, so Scandinavian. So I have Norse, Celtic, and Gaelic ancestry. Check. Magic. Elemental fairies are servants of a particular god or element. So fire, water. You know, they could be the gods of Cernunos or the Green Man or uh, Dagba or any of those. And these would include selkies, nymphs, dryads, and selfs. Dryads is spelled D-R-Y-I-A-D-S. Self is S-Y-L-P-H-S. These are the ones that you see, like Tinkerbell and things like that. The little fairies. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a movie, what was it, Fairies in the Attic? I think from the early nineties, late eighties. I was 80s. say I don't know that. It was okay. So go off onto a tirade here. It was about this photographer who had these fairies in his photos. They're very famous photos, and people they was basically getting rich off this thing that there was fairies in these photos, and ends up it was an early form of Photoshop, and so he was basically taking these pictures from these postcards or whatever and putting them into these photos. And at the time, people didn't know because a photo was absolute truth. You know, <laughs> not anymore. However, in the movie, the girls actually do see fairies. So, uh, was it actually fairies or not? Is the basically the main thing of that? I can't remember. If it, I think it was called Fairies in the Garden or Fairies in the Attic, something like that. What we really learned was that guy's an asshole. But we don't know <laughs> because the end, the girls see the fairies. Well, it sounds like that would just happen to be happen chance, and he got real lucky. Real lucky. So, Faye and fair folk. F-E-Y and F-A-I-R would be centaurs, harpies, mermaids, or merfolk, elves, and dwarves. So people who look half-human or human-like. If you guys don't know what a harpy is, from what I understand, it's... Um, this would also be banshees. I think the siren and the banshees is also is it plays well, in this as well. I was going to say, aren't sirens supposed to be like close to merfolk? Yeah. 
So, so like, probably. They're like sea demons or whatever. Um, Harpies, aren't they the half bird, half Yeah, demon? but a lot of, uh, depending on what you're, it's kind of like how you might take after your mom or you might take after your dad. I've seen them look more human, but then um, they have wings that end up protruding from their back. I've We talk about that in one of my favorite book series. Um, or you're... Some don't have the wings, or sometimes they look more bird than they do human. I think it just has to do with how uh, the genes get passed down. Just like, you know, you can be, like, I'm a uh, fraternal twin, and we literally look nothing alike. Um, But if I were to lose more weight, I'd probably look like her a little bit more. All I remember about Harpy is that there's a Yu-Gi-Oh card called the Harpy Lady Sisters, I think is what it's called. And they've got like bird claws, but they're like really beautiful women. But they have yeah, they're almost shit. like sirens because they're supposed like supposedly their skin is supposed to be kind of like a pearlescent type look to it. I think it that it's like sirens. It's how you like attract your you know uh, people uh, for prey because I think they feed on people. And I'm not going to do go too much more into this because we could probably do a whole show on each one of these uh, different uh, elemental and Fay and fair folk. So the domains of the fairies are, you know, like I said, Scotland, Ireland, Wales, the Gaelic and Celtic areas. However, these uh, fairies can travel with bloodlines as well as the environment and plants. So when you think of like leprechauns, I think leprechauns was uh, in another group that we're going to mention here in just a second. But when you think of leprechauns, you think Ireland, Scotland, that whole area, that is where fairies live. And are from, and when you talk about fairies, that's that was their run. There's their stomping grounds. You don't see them in America, you don't see them in China, you don't see them in Russia. Each one of those places has their own things. However, in America, what we were talking about the other day, they could have followed a bloodline. So there's a lot of Irish that came over here, Absolutely. a lot of Scottish like came over family. here in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Mm-hmm. So, if we have any fairies here in America, they're from that area. However, they traveled with the family. And I don't know if you could pass those down through different families or how that actually works, if it's with the male bloodline or the female bloodline. I do think that's interesting, though, about the bloodline. You know, maybe they carried it over with them. I feel like we've had leprechaun sightings here. like Or little people. I know that Or little people. I wonder if that's where they came from, there's though. There's little people sightings. There's, in fact, the Cherokee have a big legend of little people. The little people of the, the mountains and the woods. That's a major thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, maybe they didn't outright call them a damn leprechaun. But, but I don't know if they would be classified as a fairy since they're not from that area. They'd be just another mythical creature. Another one like for the, the Puckwudgie, the Puckwudgies of the Northeast. That's a um, Algonquin and Iroquois tale, and basically they've got these little fur balls. Some of them are fur balls, some of them are not. They're dressed up in like Indian clothes. They've got like loincloths and stuff, and they have bows and arrows, and they're very tricksters. So, and that would fall in line with the fairy type. Uh, Attitude as well. So there's two, basically, basically there's two separate separate types of fairies other than those. They're the ones that come from Scotland and the ones that come from Ireland. The Ireland ones are called the Aoshi, as well as the Tuatha Dé Danna. Pronounced Aoshi, it's spelled A-O-I-S-I-D-H-E. And that's Aoshi. And then the Aoshi are fairies or little people of Ireland. Anytime you hear the little people, oh, the little people of the woods and the little people of the hills, the leprechauns and things like that, that's the Aoshi. The Tuatha Dé Danna are the god pantheon of Ireland. So Morgan, Bridget, things like that. That's the Tuatha Dé Danna. They were the first group to emerge in the Ireland 
were the Thamorians. Later mythologies say that these Thamorians were the descendants of Noah. Okay. Huh. Because Ireland was under a glacier at the time. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's why you have so much jagged cliffs and things is because when the ice melted, it took the land with it. Well, yeah, it, okay. it deteriorates. There was these long series of invasions in Ireland that led to the Fyrbolg. Fyrbolg were enslaved in mainland Europe. They broke out of slavery and landed in Ireland. These people were later called the Celts. Fyrbolg and the Thermorians fought a lot. Okay, they were always fighting. Gaels later arrived and fought the Tawatha de Dana and the Thermorians, and they won. They agreed that the Tawatha de Dana and the Fomorians would live below Ireland and the mortals and Celts would live above it. This is how they became the little people of the woods and the hills of Ireland. Catholics and Romans invaded into Ireland, and there was a shift. There was a shift between these two cultures, okay, with the spiritual creatures and the mortals. The gods and the deities of Ireland shrank into little people, and they were pushed beneath the hills and eventually into the magical domains. They live in the hills, moors, and forests, the mighty Tuatha de Dana turned into the Aoshi, the little people. So basically, they were talking. The Catholics were talking shit about these deities. You know, they're not giant and mighty warriors. They're little people. Okay. So eventually, they said it so much that it became true that these these deities shrunk and their power became minute to compare to what it was. And so the little people is not talking about their stature. It was talking about their power. However, talking about it eventually did shrink them in stature, which I think is interesting. That's something we definitely, we discussed that because... They willed it to happen. Right. And I don't know how many times we've talked about, you know, we talk about, you know, one of the phrases uh, that comes to mind is what comes around goes around, a.k.a. karma. Um, because if you if you will it to happen, and this is just like anything at all, like, you know, oh, you want to get that job, oh, you want to make more money or you want to do this or you want to do that or you want to talk yourself up. You do it enough and it becomes true. We see this with hauntings too. These people will say, oh, this hotel's haunted and we see this little kid or whatever. There's no history of it. It'd be a new hotel. There's nothing else has been built there before, but But eventually you'll start seeing those ghosts that people are talking about. And and I don't know if at first it's um, just like a, um, a tele, not telepathy, but just, telekinesis type thing where you're projecting projecting yeah and then like eventually it ends up sticking because so many people just like a, it's a psychic psychic something it has a term for um when you you so many people are thinking about it talking about it uh it makes it come true it's just like a shift of energy that happens and you know, like we talk about karma. Well, we all have energy, and if you're, you know, if you manipulate the energy enough, it will transform. And so, we do think that's very interesting how these powerful gods supposedly allowed themselves to be belittled to the point where they're now little people. And I, I've talked to you about this before. But there are sightings of Santa Claus around Christmas. I'm like not talking about the Santa Mall people. We're talking about ghosts, Santas. People will see him enter their house. People will see him in the sky. And I think that's also the projecting. There's if Probably. there's millions of people around the world that are thinking of Santa Claus, especially kids. Kids are very powerful uh, when they're young with projecting and things like that. You know, poltergeists are usually caused by kids. You know, is Santa Claus a poltergeist? And is this same thing happening with these fairies? Right. 
they said it so much so that eventually they see it and it it happened and they became small. So that second group that we were talking about were called the Seely and the Unseely, and that comes from Scotland. This one's a little bit more interesting to me because this is where you'll see sometimes in books and movies where fairies are in like kingdoms. This is where this comes from. It's called the Courts of the Seely and the Courts of the Unseely. Seely are favorable, favorable, lucky, blessed. They're also called the Shining Ones, the Golden Ones, the Summer Court, the Throne of the Sun. These fairies would appear in myths and myths, and they were friendly, very powerful. But the thing about them that, that kind of puts them up and they're seen as favorable because they're willing to help humans on quests as well as interact with humans in a nice way. If a human has offended one of these fairies, they will tell the human before acting. These fairies are seen on the border of day, dawn, and twilight, so the in-between periods of the day. They're easiest to be seen on April 30th through the May 1st, October 30th 1st through November 1st. These are the borders of the seasons, and this is Beltenia and Sawin. So when we talked about Beltenia, where these fairies would come through and pretend to be humans, this would have been the Seelie that were doing this. Mm. They're prone to mischief and jokes, and they play pranks and things like that. Creatures of this uh, court, or the creatures that are the Seelies, are hobgoblins, brownies, selkies, leprechauns. Their highest court is Queen Tatiana and King Oberon. Okay, so that's the king and the queen of these fairies. They exist above ground in the woods and hills and help to build Scotland. Isle of Man is thought to be built by these Seelies as their main domain. If they're offended, the new day washes away the bad feelings. So if I fucking piss one of them off today, tomorrow they're going to forget and say, oh, it's a new day. Let's start again, which I think is kind of cool. They're very divided between good and evil, the Seely. So they're on the edge. They could be good or they could be really bad. Now, the Unseely is seen as a bad and unfavorable, monstrous. They're not organized. They're solitary. They work alone. Okay, so they're not in groups. These other ones were like in a whole kingdom. These guys are by themselves. They're known as the Bog Court, the Winter's Court, and the Court of Death. Well, that doesn't sound good at all. Assaults come out of nowhere. You don't even have to piss them off. They'll just attack you for no reason. Uh, Droughts and plagues are blamed on them. So dry seasons, plagues, somebody getting sick. Well, the the next time we go through a drought here, I'm going to be like, hey, it was those damn unseely. Yeah, we're in southern Missouri. Either it rains or it's completely dry for months. These unseelies are seen during storms and disasters. So that's why people were like, hey, they must have done it. We saw him. Oh, are they like the Mothman? Yeah, very, very, <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good thing, yeah. Members include the Boogies, the Boggles, the Boggarts, Buttery Spirits, Spriggans, Changelings as well. Hmm. Do you know what a Changeling is? I've heard of it, yes. Changelings would... Basically, if you had a baby or a kid who was smart and question, or like like they were prone to things, right? They they were open to things. These fairies would steal your child, or a plain ass adult would do this as well. They would steal somebody, and they would replace their kid or their people with yours. And the only difference that you could tell is that their attitude had changed. Okay, so one day they'd be oh nice normal, you know whoever. The next day they'd be completely different in their attitude. Okay. Interesting. They'd be just mean, nasty. Babies apparently cried all the time unless I think they were eating. That was the only time that they would not cry. Any other time they were crying entire entire time. Oh, hell no. Also, their 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 age wasn't, they wouldn't age right. So what people would do sometimes, go throw them out in a lake. Uh, why? Fairies can't swim. So you'd let your kiddo drown? Yep. 
If he drowned, he was a fairy. Also, you would hold fire to them. You put their They're arm on the kids. fire. You put a branding iron on them. That's awful. And the spirit would leave. Or they would come back and take your kid and switch them back out. So like, a lot of times, just kidding. So a lot of times, witch burnings happened because they thought they were possessed by the unseelie. Huh? Yeah. So they would say, "Get in the fucking fire, and if he gets out of there, good. And if not, then well, you got burnt. You died." Sorry for you. Sorry for you. Damn. The key members are Queen Mob and the Morgan. They would kidnap travelers, throw travelers into the air, beat the shit out of them while they were still unseen. And the only way the traveler could get out of the spell or get out of the possession of these unseelie was to kill a cattle from a nearby farmer. I don't know if it had to do with the blood, the bones, or whatever that they needed, but they needed it. And they probably couldn't do it So themselves. imagine just walking down the down the little road there, you know, with your horse, and a motherfucker gets thrown into the air 20, 30 feet. Bam. Somebody's beating the shit out of him, but you can't even see who's beating him up. That's actually really scary. In the air. Gets thrown. And so, you know, then automatically, hey, it was the unseelie, and we got to go kill a cow. Witches that are seen. That would freak me out. Like, if you just saw someone in the air just getting this shit just knocked out of them, and there's, <laughs> you cannot awesome. see a damn thing, I would just lose my shit. Boggarts and lubers are two types that would possess young, smart witches. Okay? So you would see a lot of young girls who were, their attitudes would change, and I'm guessing because it's hormones, but they didn't know that back then. They thought they were possessed by these unseelie. So burn you go. Yes. The Industrial Revolution contributed as actions of the Unseelie because it was using unnatural aspects. So metal metal welding and plastics and things like that, the Unseelie did it. Assholes. And so I mentioned that the court of uh, the Seelie and Unseelie, well, there's like, like a third group sort of, and they're, the, they're called the Courtless Fae. And this includes goblins, tree ints, hags, some dryads, satyrs, and some nymphs. Okay. So treants, they think of Lord of the Rings is exactly what that is. That's where that comes from. We were from. just, I love the treants. Treebeard is awesome. Mm-hmm. They made a figure of treebeard and it's like 30 inches tall. Oh, geez. I want it, but it's expensive. I want it. My princess. That was not a sound effect. That was me. <laughs> so why do fairies get the bad rap, right? One. You know, they're comparable to snakes and bears and sharks. And by what, by that I mean, in nature, you have these things that can fuck you up. However, they're there in nature naturally, and you are not naturally to that area. So they will attack you. Territorial. Okay. When cultures began to meld in Europe, the Catholic Church labeled them as unknown or fallen angels, demons, fallen Celtic deities, evil, and even crazy. So that's why another reason why they get a bad rap. Because of the Catholic Church, of course. Of course. <laughs> Everything's the Catholic Church's fault. The German word fey and phage means fated and doomed. So a lot of that, uh, you know, the bad connotations comes from the German language itself. Hmm. Germanic mythologies and Catholic practices did not help this. Okay, because they were kind of dark. You have Grimm's fairy tales and things like that. Okay, that that did not help any at all. These fairies went from protection protectors of the forest and denizens to evil soul-sucking monsters. And the angelicization of the Celtics and the Gaelic mythologies turned these deities into demons and kidnappers. So originally, they were just protectors of the forest. They were these good natural spirits. And with the angelicization and the Germanic language moving into Ireland and Scotland and Wales and Brit- you know, Britain... 
basically turn these things into monsters. Booga, booga, booga. Yeah, so are the fairies dangerous or terrifying? Of course they are. No, I'm going to read this. <laughs> of course they are. Not any, They're not any more dangerous than any other part of nature. They're not any more dangerous than a shark, a snake, a poisonous spider, any of those things. So they'll get you if you fuck with them. But leave them alone. They'll do their own thing. Yep. And and we're going to talk to you about ways to not get got don't by get, them. Don't get got. So don't interact in them with them in a way that'll make them hurt you. They're only scary if you're not respecting them. Human superstitions plays a part in this. So here are some rules to follow with interactions with fairies. Number one, be polite and don't insult. Don't interrupt or say anything to anger them. Don't say, hey, motherfucker fairies, come get me, motherfucker. Like, you know, they'll come and get you. That's a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Iron is poisonous to the fae and shaped iron is offensive. Leave iron out of the garden in areas of the home if you want if you want to have the interactions there. Now, the old horseshoe over the door or nailed on the wall is to keep them away. Yeah, the lucky horseshoe is basically keeping fairies away from you. Yeah, I had no idea. So I don't know if it's necessarily lucky, but it's a fairy superstition. Uh, kind of like garlic to a vampire, mm-hmm. yeah, or a cross to a vampire. Same thing. The fae love gifts, especially if they're sweet. Such things like honey, but no candy or junk food because that's man-made and it's very offensive. Very offensive. Uh, no glitter. Oh, I also forgot to mention that they love shiny gems, rocks, and natural foods. So it's like apples or nuts or things like that. But yeah, no glitter. That's also offensive. That's a major thing because they like shiny rocks and things like that. Well, they find glitter and it's like a fake shiny. And then they're like, what is this bullshit? They will fuck you up. Even worse, because you've done, they thought it was like something cool as shit to find out it's bullshit. Oh my God, they would just lose their minds. Time spent with the Fae is not equal to human time. So if you have an interaction with the Fae and you think, oh, it's only been five minutes, you could come back and it'd be a thousand years. It's absolutely nuts. There's a story in the Bible, and this could be a fairy, fairy thing. It's basically this young guy goes out to the orchard or up the hill, whatever, out of the city gates, go pick apples. He falls asleep under a tree and has an interaction with the spirit or whatever. He comes back and doesn't recognize anybody in the town. Nobody knows who he is. Nobody knows who his family is. And his family was prominent, okay? So people would have known who he was. He finds this old wise man who was uh, in a library or something. And the guy had heard of his family. But he was like, hey, that was like 400 years ago when these people lived. So the guy had just spent just an afternoon... And when he came back, it had been four to five hundred years. That's crazy. Well, and, and you know, we've heard about um, other realms not operating on the same time as as us. You know, um, oh, what is that? Uh, True Blood. We talk about that on there. But other realms. What's that other realm that it does not operate on the same time length? Like alien realms and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like time they probably. Shifts. I feel like they all probably have their own Dimension. dimensional time and and stuff like that because, you know, we think about a light years. What like six million years or six million seconds or something yeah, like that? It's way crazy. It, it, right. So you we blink. What it's like a half of a second or whatever. It's like nothing. But then you go somewhere else, and that blink. That could have been like their entire eternity. Right. It's yeah. it's very interesting how time works, and you know the way that we keep time is not the same as like someone keeps time in a different dimension. Yeah. So that's a major thing. I think a lot of these national forest disappearances could be attributed to this. 
people slipping into time that they're not accustomed to, and so they disappear. Or when they get come back, they might get thrown back in time. They might get thrown forward in time. You know, is your brother Josh part of that? Yeah. <laughs> so my brother uh, was a uh, he was a marine, right? And so while he was gone, I found he sent me this uh, beard oil stuff, and I was looking at it online on the website. And there's this picture in like the review somebody left of this guy who had left a review, and the guy looks like exactly I mean exactly like my brother, except he was aged like thirty or forty years. Like, I mean, creepily, exactly so. like my brother. Like I lined up the photos are exactly the same. And my, and I know my brother was in some stuff that he can't talk about either. So I don't know if he went forward in time and found this beard oil and brought it back or what, but I just thought that was kind of weird. Another, it was weird. Another thing, never say the words, I'm sorry. You always say my apologies or pardon me. Never say thank you. Say you are most kind or I appreciate it. Listen carefully to them because most of what they say is unsaid. So body language. Uh, this is really, really, really important. Leave fairy food alone. Yeah, that's the one of the main things. You always hear about that. If they offer you something, either don't take it or definitely don't eat it. So they like to give people gifts in that way that they give those gifts. They're basically owning you. It's, it's, they're manipulative and that's how they get you. They're like, ha, 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 you know? So you just got to be really careful about who you. They may seem like they're doing a nice thing, but in in reality, it's actually to their advantage. Yeah. They're tricksters. Keep your gardens and yards clean. If you want to attract the fae, they hate trashy areas as they are protectors of the earth. So anything that's not earthly or doesn't look nice in your yard, get it out. If you want fairies. Yep. You can't yep. have a bunch of trash and shit all over your yard. They're not going to like that. They don't like that, no. Now, I will tell you that um, if you ever feel like you're being watched or unwelcome, leave quickly. Yeah, because you have instincts for a reason. If it's like, hey, man, I don't know, this is kind of kind of shady, get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. Fairies always keep their promises though it is rare that they ever do promise. So if they promise you something, they will deliver on that. However, it's incredibly rare that they do that. Yep. Now, they are the masters of manipulation, as we just talked about. Um, And they have, like, a ton of loopholes that they try to mess with. So if they try to make any type of agreements with you, just be very cautious and wary uh, because, again, they're tricksters. It reminds me of the story of the monkey's paw. Right, have you ever heard of that? No, I was giving you a really crazy look just So now. the monkey's paw is this famous story where basically they get this monkey's paw that's lucky and it grants them wishes, okay? Well, the one guy is like, oh, I wish my son, or I wish that I had a million dollars, and this is like set in the 20s. Well, his son is entered into this race and he dies and the insurance claim on him is a million dollars. Oh, yeah, it's a give and take. Ain't yes, that crazy? like a genie, like a genie. You have to be careful. You have to weigh out every one of your options before you say yes or no. Because in the end, it's always out for their advantage. Oh, yeah, I want a million dollars, but then your fucking house catches on fire, and then that's your, you know, your <laughs> your insurance money. Yeah, people... So, I want a million dollars with nothing happening to me, nothing that happening to my family, nothing that happens with the world, with zero negative consequences. Yep, that's not how that works, people. Yes, so that's what you would have to do, I guess. That's the end of our fairy segment tonight. Uh, I know it was kind of a little bit longer than normal. I mean, compared to last week, it wasn't. But we will be right back with the rest of the story. 
episode here i know i'm putting this out a day late i had a headache yesterday usually we record on sunday nights i had a killer headache and susan fell asleep and i forgot to wake her up um i'm notorious for falling asleep with the baby putting him to bed um i always tell ryan i'm like please don't let me fall asleep or if so you gotta wake me up because I'll always say, oh, I'm not, I'm not tired, and I'll put the baby to bed, and the next thing I know, I fell asleep before the baby fell asleep. And I, I was like, this was like 1130, and usually we record around that time, or, you know, t- after 10 o'clock or whatever. I go to bed late, and so I went to bed early last night about 11 o'clock, and that's way off my normal schedule. Uh, I would say about four hours early. Yeah. <laughs> I, I usually I get, I get tired around 1.30, 2 o'clock, and then I'm like in bed, kind of asleep by 3. And it's been like that since I was in high, like junior high. So I've had this schedule for 15 years. So this weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday, we do have Beltania Walpurgis Nacht. Uh, we thought about celebrating this. I've dabbled more in the pagan stuff the past couple of weeks or so. And I've really been drawn to it. Uh, I like the the history and the ancestral culture thing. You know, I'm a historical preservation major, so I love all history. And I love genealogy. And so connecting with my ancestors... And things like that, and the cultures that they belong to. I really like it. And I think that's why I've really been dabbling into it. You know, Christianity, you know, everybody, I think, I, I, I grew up Christian. My dad was a preacher for years. I mentioned that last week. And so I just got out of the church. I didn't like it. I did not get anything out of it. A lot of people do, and that's great. You can get, get whatever you want out of whatever you do. As long as you're not hurting nobody, I don't care what you do. You can be a Satanist and be kind and nice. Great. That's cool. I don't care. Yep. You can be a pagan, you can be a Christian, you can be a Muslim, you can be whatever you want. As long as you're a good person, I don't care what you do. Okay. Same. I, I agree the same. I've said that how many different times. I'm like, listen, everyone is the same to me. I am an equal opportunity non-people liker. <laughs> yeah. So, and, I mean, if you, as long as you don't hurt me and my family and you're a pretty well decent person, I don't give a shit. I don't care if you're worshiping Satan and like run around maypoles naked. Like, so what? That's, if you want to do that? Cool. You ain't cool. nobody. Oh, well. you, you ain't bothering me any. As long as you ain't hurting nobody or diddling kids, then I don't give a fuck yep. what you do. Yep. Pretty well, pretty well it. So I've been digging into paganism and that's, it's in my cultural roots because my family come from these areas, and that's what the ancient cultures would have been before the Roman Catholics came in. I feel like we've been leaning more pagan since a least life was born. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was digging into paganism when we first met. I was digging in the Wicca. And more other than about Wicca, it's, it's, it's very modern. Wicca is less than 100 years old, okay? Mm-hmm. And I don't like the witchy stuff. I don't like... I didn't like praying when I was a Christian because I felt very odd about it. So I don't see myself praying to any deity. However, I can acknowledge what they do or I can acknowledge the sun or the earth. You know what I mean? You can appreciate the earth. You can, Oh, that's a very pretty yard and pretty flowers. Well, you know, that's what the Celtics and the pagans were doing. That's that kind of, that's the ancestral in between this ancestral history and the appreciation for, uh, nature and the history. That's why I'm drawn into it. 
So we had we we practiced or not practiced, but we honored Ostara as well as Sawin the past couple times. We missed Yule and I missed Imbolc as well or Imolk. I think the no, B is- we celebrated Yule, but um, we did not get to make our bread like we us- we usually yeah. do. Um, whoops, sorry. We were moving the week of Christmas, so so it did get a little messy. But we still we celebrated. We just didn't get to bake like we, we didn't do it as much been. as we wanted to. And I completely missed a mulk, I M B O L C, which is the beginning of spring. Right, and so Ostara, so we were probably off a couple of weeks then. Yeah, and then Ostara, we did. I planted flowers for Ostara, uh, and so this uh, holiday with Beltania, we are going to do like a little fire pit. We live in apartments, so we can't do a bonfire. I mean, we could, but they'd really be pissed at us because the yard they like to keep it up very nice. Yes, actually, this is the nicest place we've probably ever lived. <laughs> yeah, and we're in the ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, so we're going to do a little fire pit, and we're going to write what we want to have abundant in our lives for the next year. So, like, something nice, like, money, put money down, right? And you throw it into the fire, and the fire cleanses it and purifies it and throws it up, okay? I'm excited, actually, for this. I planted flowers today with my with our daughter. We planted four little bunches of flowers out back. Do we? Do I need to get some more, get some seeds? Because I do have we get pots. Some seeds. I'm, I have some regular-ass pots that we could put stuff in if we wanted to plant some more. Yeah, we could plant some more. That'd be nice. Or maybe, like, uh, we could go, we'll go to um, uh, Buckeye and get some tomatoes or some corn or something like that. Oh, I mean, that's that. fine. We can do that, too. So, we can do that. Anyways, so, basically, we talked about Beltonia at the beginning. So, basically, you're just honoring nature. Like, hey, just plant some flowers. Be nice. Go clean your yard up. That's all you got to do. And then everybody likes bonfires. You don't even have to do a bonfire. You can light a candle. So, Yeah, either way. You know, it's just um, you want to have that symbolism that because that's what it represents. Yeah, you're, you're basically getting red. You're basically you're, you're shedding the last year off, and you're starting a new one. So if a candle's what you got, then a candle's what you got. It's all about your intentions, not necessarily what you have. Correct. And that's with anything. So that pretty much closes the end of the show, guys. We do appreciate you watching, and I would like to say that our number three area of listenership is coming out of liverpool england Woohoo! thank you we have almost hit 100 listeners uh and that's unique listeners as well it might be at 100 by the time i post this because we were very close we were in the high 90s but liverpool and edinburgh which is in scotland scotland's national uh, capital there which i thought was funny because we were talking about botania so maybe whoever was listening scotland if we got anything wrong email us at nightshadeechoes at gmail.com and Sorry if we butchered all of the names. All the names, all, all the pronunciations, <laughs> all the fairies, all of everything. We probably fucked it up. Sorry. We apologize. My Sorry. Ap- my apologies. Is that what we're supposed to say to the fairies? What? Oh, if you're a fairy listening to this, my apologies. My apologies. <laughs> so, thank you for listening, guys, and we appreciate it. Christ, you got me in a vendetta kind of mood.
saying Bigfoot is blurry. That's the problem. It's not the photographer's fault. Bigfoot is blurry. And that's extra scary to me. Because there's a large, out-of-focus monster roaming the countryside. When they land and the hatch opens, perhaps we will be looking at ourselves in the mirror. people at first, you know, off like that. But of course, when they, when they appeared there in, in front of me, um, it was the most shock I've ever had in my life. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. I gotta do a little bit of a tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah.